0: Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.
1: Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I am your host, Luann Anderson. I am delighted to be joined here today with my friend Lynn Woolley from Cardinal and Woolley. Heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 1370 a.m. in Austin. We additionally have... Our friends Jeff Howard, who is the election director for the Bell County Republican Party, as well as Janet Brown, who is here representing the uh, Belton Independent School District Accountability Group, as well as Belton Parents for Change. So we've got two items on our agenda today. First off, we're going to be talking about the upcoming elections And what's happening here in Bell County that you can get involved. And then we're going to switch and talk about the Belton ISD. The fact that we've got apples, worms, and a lot to talk about with the Belton ISD. So anyway, first off, I'm going to turn it over to Jeff and let him kind of give everybody an, an overview of what's happening with elections. We do have our election coming up on November 8th. This is going to be an important one. Yes, it's the midterm. There isn't a presidential race involved. But if, you know, lately it's been said the last cycles, it's been said this is the most important election. Well, every one of them, it does seem as though as though the, the stakes do seem to get higher and higher. And certainly what we're seeing in our country right now with inflation, with immigration, with our lack of standing um, on the foreign stage. I mean, there's just so many issues that we have going on that certainly there is a lot to be um, looking at there. And also what I would say one of the important things about what Jeff is going to talk about and how people can get involved with helping in the election process is if 2020 taught us anything, no matter what you think about 2020, whether you think it was out and out stolen, as many of us do, or you do recognize that there were at least problems, what we have learned is process counts. The Democrats, the left, they get that. We are way behind in getting ourselves as a party with where we need to be in asserting ourselves into the process to make sure that free and fair elections can in fact happen. And so with that, Mr. Howard, I will turn it over to you and tell us what you've got going on as our election director for the Bell County Republican Party.
2: Well, Luann and Lynn, uh, appreciate uh, having us back here. It's always a fun time. I love your studio. A um, couple things going on. We've uh, really been pushing hard for an election integrity throughout the entire entire state of Texas. The RPT is actually putting together teams uh, ready for uh, for the elections to stand by, uh, teams of attorneys and everything else. So if there are irregularities, we find them. But within Bell County itself, um, on 28 uh, June, we had a reorganization meeting and reorganized the party with a new party chairman and created some committees. And I was selected to be the uh, elections director and form a committee on elections. And what we've been doing is we've been working on election judges, election clerks, and poll watchers for the upcoming elections. And the response has been unbelievable. Uh, That night, the committee formed itself with volunteers. We immediately got to work. And for pretty much the first time, I really can't say this for sure, but I'm just going to throw it out there. It's probably the first time in Bell County history. We already have all of our required judges and almost all of our clerk positions are completely filled. And we've got at least 50 to 60 volunteers for poll watchers and the RPT is actually putting together poll watcher training Lucy trainer from the RPT is coming down on 10 September and do hands-on poll watcher training there's poll watcher training is available online too but there's been a lot a lot going on the response has been fantastic Um, we've also we did a survey and this is working with our new elections uh, director dr. Desi Roberts and he's retired military and he just came in as our new EA and is doing a fantastic job. He sat down with uh, both uh, election teams from the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. We've had multiple discussions on ways to make our uh, ways to make our elections better and make it more of a free and fair election. Uh, we've actually sat down with the uh, Democratic team and ourselves and identified areas that uh, were deficient and said, let's get people trained up on this. So we did a survey of the judges, came back, found nine or 10 items that uh, needed to be trained on. We sat down and came with the Democrats uh, and uh, said, okay, here's a training plan, let's put it together. And we actually start our first training on 7th September. And then there'll be six days that they can choose from for uh, actual hands-on training, working with the equipment, uh, working on scenarios such as uh, provisional ballots, how to properly do those, uh, what to do when somebody comes in with a mail-in ballot, wants to surrender it, all the proper procedural things we're supposed to do. The biggest thing that I was uh, really happy to see is they took our input on chain of custody, chain of custody on the USBs, chain of custody on the ballots, and proper procedures and handling on all of those. So that's, that's absolutely huge. We've made big, big gains on that. Um, and the provisional balloting also. Cause there's a lot of discussion some provisional ballots are thrown out because they're not correct they're not done correctly and we want everybody to have the opportunity to vote and actually go in there and have their their, uh, their vote counted so all that's been going on since 28 june the committees uh, have come together and the volunteers and the people of bell county the republicans of bell county have really 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 answered this uh and it's it's an integrity issue um Now that we've got this done and we're so far ahead of the game getting our judges and our clerks, because usually in the past elections I've worked as an election judge, we're scrambling. We're scrambling right up to the last minute trying to get people to be judges and be clerks and everything else. But we're ahead of the game now. So now we're gonna start on the get the vote out campaign. And that's gonna be very, very important. That's gonna consist of uh, block walking, phone banking, and uh, working with uh, the different candidates within Bell County at the local elections and all the way up to the state election. So I'm gonna do a little blurb here. I said party uh, volunteers, they can contact the party headquarters if they'd like to volunteer. There's a couple ways to do it. They can call the party headquarters on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Uh, We always have volunteers there from nine o'clock until about one o'clock. And the number at the Bell County Republican headquarters is 254-831-5200. Or you can leave a message and tell them what you want to do. Or you can go to you send an email to belltex, B-E-L-L-T-X-G-O-P, at gmail.com. And you can also volunteer uh, at the new website. There's a volunteer survey there, and get your information in the database. And that uh, website is belltexgop.org, just like the email address. So um, we've made great strides uh, with the election integrity part, looking at the judges. We've got two great judges uh, on our ballot board. Jeff Ware, who's got a lot of experience doing that. And then Andy Eller, who is our uh, SREC uh, chairman for the area, committeeman for the area here. And he's going to be doing the central count. And they've got good clerks working with them. So we've got two good heads at the ballot board and the uh, central count. We're going to have trained judges and the way we're training the judges, we're trying to do is to train the trainer. We're training them up on all of this so they can go back and train their clerks. And in turn, training their clerks, we're also training more judges for future elections on how to properly do it in accordance with what the Secretary of State's laws and guidelines are. So we're getting, we're ahead of the game and we're excited. We just need to make sure that right now there's a narrative out there that my vote doesn't count. Well, it doesn't if you don't vote. You know that exactly. They want you to believe that narrative that's the propaganda out there Uh, i don't care where it's coming from yeah your vote don't count if you don't vote and then there's going to be a big push on completely voting the ballot vote down ballot be an educated voter look who's running locally at, at all levels and educate yourself and go in there and vote all the way down the ballot because that's how the other side wins we leave those doors open for them at the bottom of the ballot so take the time, educate yourself, vote the complete ballot, vote all the way down. And we can make, you know they wanna call it a red wave. We can make the red wave happen and we can keep Bell County red because there's a huge fight in Bell County right now. There's a lot of money coming in at the commissioner's races and everything else and, uh, and our two representative races. They've got, uh, those are contested. So we need help with uh, get out the vote. Uh, we need volunteers for that and we'd appreciate everything you got going. So that's an update on the Bell County Republican elections. Okay,
1: well, great. It certainly sounds like there there is some some very serious progress going on, and that there's some very proactive, very, very proactive types of of um, looking at all of this. Because I think in the past we have maybe been a little bit sleepy about about our elections, and so it's exciting to hear this, and that it's something that it's you know. We don't just have it done this cycle and we can sit back and say, okay, it's something that has to constantly be evolving. But if we are at the point of really bringing in new blood and like you said, starting to train people and then cross train people Mm -hmm. so that we can have a ready bench Mm -hmm. for future elections as needed because, you know, yeah, we're here at 2022, but 2024 (laughs) is gonna be here before we know it and again, process we have got to educate ourselves not only about the candidates but about the process
2: and that's exactly what we're doing and as a matter of fact we've got things have gone so good that we even have I believe six standby judges signed up that will be trained also in case on election day uh, there's an accident or somebody gets sick and they can't uh, they can't perform their duties boom we've got a filler for them you know so it's coming along really well and we're, we're working on this process hundred percent especially the election integrity part.
3: Well, I, I, you know, I just feel so weird when I think of where we have come in the United States right now. In just two years, this country has been almost destroyed by Joe Biden, who is the worst president in history, by great multiples. We should be concentrating on China, our big problem, our big adversary on the national stage. If they invade Taiwan, that could precipitate World War III. We still have Ukraine going on. Putin is on the march. We've got all kinds of problems in the world, including Afghanistan now, where the Taliban is back. And what do we have to talk about? Before we can solve those problems, we've got to try to solve the culture war here in the United States of America, and it is out of control. What we have in our schools now is unthinkable even three years ago even three years ago what is going on in the Belton Independent School District right now and many others. It's in Round Rock. It's in Austin, where they had gay pride parades and brought in pride queens and drag queens and all that for little kids to see the grooming that's going on. And Ron DeSantis in Florida isn't having any of it. And um, right now, he's, he's my ideal candidate for a president, assuming they indict Trump and throw him in jail. So we'll see what happens. But we have got to fight these wars.
1: And with that, talking about Belton ISD, Janet, as the you know, person who's been one of the leads with trying to find accountability within the Belton Independent School District, because as Lynn was saying, this is going mm-hmm. on across the country. We're watching what's happening in the Loudoun School District. We're watching some of the exciting things going up in the Dallas Metroplex. But we've got to be looking in our own backyard, and I am taking, personally, I take such pride in the fact that every time I see Central Texas mentioned as having school districts that are fighting some of what's going on here, this wokeism, this problem with the books, the CRT, the unaccountable school administrations, It's very exciting to know that we do have some people who are in the forefront, you being a leader in that effort. So talk to us about what's been going on with BISD. I understand there was a pretty interesting school board meeting a couple of... um, couple of weeks ago and it's some parents brought show and tell materials
4: (laughs) yes tell
1: us about that
4: (laughs) yes that was at the august uh school board meeting for belton isd and yes we did have show and tell that day um we had one of our parents decided to uh built some posters of three different books, um, and these were actually pictures that were out of these books. One was Gender Queer, one was Milk and Honey, and the other book was All Boys Aren't Blue. And now, just
1: to to clarify, we would be very happy to share the pictures of these posters yeah. with our audience on Facebook, however, in doing so,
4: we would violate Facebook's community <laughs> standards. Yes, this is the irony of the whole thing: is that we have a, a school board and um, also an admin that we've been having these discussions with over many, many, many months, and we had some members, some community members, that decided to post, especially some of the pictures from the book "Gender Queer" on their. Facebook um, accounts, and they have received a thirty-day ban for violating um, the community standards of Facebook. But yet, in contradiction, our school system and and Belton ISD is just an indication of what is happening all over Texas and all and other states also with regards to books. Um, that they, they don't see that. There is, and the ban was with regards to sexuality for from Facebook. So Facebook gets it, but however, our schools and our admin do not. So that's the irony in this. I want to
3: make a mention here that uh, the local newspaper, the Temple Daily Telegram, which I still subscribe to digitally so I can read it while I'm in Austin. Uh, they've, they've done a decent job, I think. Their article that was published on Sunday, August 28, 2022, uh, entitled Book Choices or Question, talks about this uh, so-called educator, Mia Wilson, who told the principal to go take a hike. She was going to do exactly as she pleased. But the one thing that was left out of this in the Temple Telegram, and probably in the Colleen Herald as well, in any other paper that's picked this up, because this story has gone statewide, uh, is that I, I look at this. I have the clipping. I didn't print it out on, on my printer. I actually clipped it out of the actual paper. There's nary a single illustration. There's not an illustration from queer where one boy is sitting in a chair and the other boy is doing you know what. I mean, this is something that if we can't put it in the paper, if we can't put it on facebook if the school board members are embarrassed because the parents come and put these pictures on posters and hold them up then why in the hell are these books in our in our school libraries and why is mia wilson considered a quote-unquote educator
1: and i personally have a problem I share your concern that they were not being more transparent about this because there's people who, you know, I guess we should maybe consider uh, not really calling this a podcast today, but calling this an assembly of the cave people. You know, <laughs> the citizens against virtually everything. I understand that the Texas <laughs> Association of yes, yeah. yes, 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 <laughs> that the the school board association that our school districts pay money in pay yes. our tax dollars into in order to. Um, be a member of them that they have named us that That the the cave cave people people. yes from
2: the peanut gallery to the cave people can can i ask our
3: guests one quick question and i'm being very serious about this i have a feeling that if you ask the people at the newspaper the television stations uh, about why they're not running these they would say well they they violate community obscenity standards and pornography standards so my question then is why doesn't the district attorney of of uh, of this area it's henry garza happens to be here uh, in austin it's another garza it's jose garza there but if if community standards are being violated and obviously there are people withstanding who have communicated very loudly about this. Laws are being broken then by Mia Wilson. Why isn't she frog marched out in in leg chains like they do with all the Trump supporters? Why isn't her house raided? Why don't we get her out of there? Why do we have to go through any kind of procedures other than what the law says? If she's putting pornography in our school libraries, exposing it to minors, she ought to do jail time, in my opinion. And my question is, what is the district of attorney doing about this
2: and that's and that's an excellent question because you know what we're doing there's there's this narrative out there about they want to ban books we don't want to ban anything No, okay that's just a narrative that's there um, what we're looking at from our perspective is Texas Penal Code 4324 sale distribution or display of harmful material to minors so that section 4324 of the Texas Penal Code if anybody wants to go and look at it and read it um, as far as the media, I think somewhat the media might be complicit in some of this stuff. You know, I'm one of those one of those people that's back in Facebook jail because the day this story came out on KCEN TV and they had it on their Facebook page, I shared a picture of this award winning book from Gender Queer, the one you were just talking about, and Facebook threw me in jail for a violation of their community standards for nudity or sexual activity, and. Uh, <clears throat> Somebody at KCEN, doing don't know if it's a reader or somebody there themselves, is the one that reported it.
3: Yeah. Story think, they reported it. Do you think the FBI might have contacted Facebook in any way and asked them to do certain things? I mean, you know, uh, actually social media seems to control our news output, especially to people who are in school. They're not watching NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. They're, they're, they're watching their nightly Facebook feed or Instagram, or or Snapchat or whatever is the trendy one TikTok right now I guess is the trendy one but I'm appalled that our law enforcement in this county or any other county in Texas, 254 of them. Why would we allow this to go unpunished, especially if it's in our schools? And it has nothing to do with banning books. It has to do with outright obscene materials being exposed to minors.
1: Well, and it almost seems like it's kind of a reverse censorship. And then in this case, we're censoring the distribution of these pictures. It's fine for our kids to see it in you know anywhere in the libraries or in their classrooms but at the same time no we don't want this distributed around to parents who again there's some people who would say oh there's those people that they're against everything No. no we want the average person to see this to understand i am anyone who knows me personally knows that I'm a lot of things, but a prude probably isn't one of them. And I... I want to
3: comment on this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I I want to... But one of my questions, too, let me just... I want to give you a second, but one of my questions with this is that, well, Lynn, do we want to therefore make sure that when we post this podcast on WB Daily that we include some of those pictures and that way, too... Do we want to do that even as an opportunity so that any parents who see this and they are offended by what they're seeing maybe they want to forward that article to our district attorney to the school officials and say is this what you're putting in our schools let's let's let everybody take a look at it
3: I'm not a prude either and all of these pictures that have well i mean we're talking about that. these pictures are not really shocking to me they're shocking to me only because they're being exposed in our schools this is a form of grooming and it do, it's not yeah. just that they're dirty pictures I mean there's two kinds of dirty pictures I mean there's dirty pictures of uh, of heterosexuals and there's dirty pictures of homosexuals and when it starts being homosexuals it starts being grooming trying to get these kids to think and are you you, pictures, are you really a boy and are these you, pictures are, are
1: yeah. instructional
3: oh they're yes, instructional they're instructional. telling you how to do all this stuff they're sex manuals this is not the junior woodchuck manual lynn this I'm, is the, the, these these are sex manuals
2: lynn I'm, I'm like you i've got i'm retired from 26 years in the army i've been around the world three times i talked to everybody twice and probably seen everything three or four times i am not a prude at all whatsoever but Janet, this...
4: Like I'm, not a yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not approving. Exactly. I'm not either. But the, the problem tra- is it's
2: the age appropriateness. That's right. we are putting we're talking this down to 10 are, to 13-year-olds yes. when it's designed for anything higher. Yes. And it really shouldn't even be in the schools because there is no educational or literature value to these things just like you said they're instructional manuals
4: yes these are minors and so when we have to remember the age of minors is 18 and below and so we have to remember that and really we've when we show these pictures to parents they get it a picture is worth a thousand words and even what is written in in some of these books i mean they are overly descriptive they are obscene and texas has a penal code for that too i mean it's 43.21 a one and it defines what obscene uh, material is and that is in these books which is in our public school taxpayer funded libraries for minors to have access to and yes i I would welcome our law enforcement to step into these libraries and to see these because they should be pulled out of our public library, of out of our school libraries.
3: Well, and I'll say this too, pornography is addictive. Yes, it is. And that's very yes. well proven. And yes. there are, especially males, I don't know if if it's this much with females, but males have often yes. had to go to classes like Alcoholics Anonymous yes. except to try to get off of pornography. And it's worse when you expose an 11-year-old, an 18-year-old. Uh, you know, I think any kind of public school uh, is too soon for this kind of thing. And uh, colleges, I think, ought to have a little sensitivity about it as well. Just because some kid in school is 21 years old doesn't mean that person ought to go out and read "gender queer."
4: Yes, and you're you're on target about pornography. There's actually they call it the new drug for a reason. There's a chemical change that happens. There are actually chemicals that are released when a person reads uh, pornography. There are also consequences to reading pornography. Um, you can experience depression. You, I mean, just and so what the school has done with their policy, in order for these books to even be reviewed, they have to be read by somebody so we have a list of reviewers so they read the book in the entirety and then they have to notate what pages are are, meet this classification in the penal code so we are now grooming community members and desensitizing them to pornography by having them read these materials and as we talk about the
1: harms that
0: Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.
1: It have befallen our society, especially over the last several years with regard to COVID and shutdowns and all of that. We talk about alcohol. We talk about drugs. We talk about opioids. We talk about other mental illness components And pornography Pornography. is routinely listed as one of those things. And so why do we want to introduce the gateway to pornography via our school library. well even
3: so this is outright pornography it's 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 yes. it i mean it's like you've rammed the truck through the gate but i want to say this the schools are an ultimate bureaucracy and they hide behind rules regulations and laws we can't take that book out of the library because it hasn't gone through all the appropriate screenings and blah, blah 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 but i see it as a as like a fire drill if the school's on fire do you go through a bunch of committee meetings or you get the kids out of the school Great i'm point. just going to make something up so ridiculous that nobody would believe it but suppose a student killed another student in a in a high school suppose there was an actual murder on campus would you arrest the guy that committed the murder or would you have committee meetings and make sure that everything is done according to form all right not that that would ever happen in any area school district under any of our wildest imaginations if it did the district attorney would come in and they would prosecute they would set a bail I think Mia Wilson's bail ought to be fairly high I think she ought to be arrested for 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 violating community obscenity standards and I call on the district attorney to do his job
4: well and here's the other thing also too is that Mike when you talk about accountability for this Mike Marath um, he was on YouTube you know he was talking he was, was the TEA that's the right. head of the Texas Education agency that's right so he actually specifically addressed school boards on this issue and and reminded them, they have ultimate authority to pull these books.
2: They, and that, that was a response to, uh, to Governor Abbott's November yes. Uh, yes. letter to TEA to request a review of all these books and using the- For uh, guidelines. The pe- for guidelines right. and using the penal code as a guideline. Right. But wait, there's more. In October of 21, prior to Governor Abbott's uh, letter, Belton uh, established a policy, their EF legal policy, in October of 21 that gave them themselves the
3: authority to pull these books
4: out. Yes.
3: Well, but here's something that we haven't even talked about, and that is that these books may not even need to be in our school libraries much longer to spread the L B G T Q I A M O U S E message. Um, Because if we're looking at what's going on with the State Board of Education in Texas, and there's a big fight there this lgbtq stuff is going to be right in our textbooks it's it's going to be front and center and diversity equity and inclusion is going to be front and center they are trying to change the entire culture of the united states of america and we can't let this happen
1: well we are seeing efforts dark forces we were talking earlier off mic about how um you know there's a spiritual war going on and i think the very strong case you know you don't even have to be the most religious person in the world to understand to be able to see something is amiss and there is a huge conflict that is going on within our society and it's looking to divide people not like our president just went through or our person occupying the White House anyway didn't just go through and very well exemplify that two nights ago. But my point is, with all of these dark forces that we have going on, be it Marxist ideology like CRT, be it the World Economic Forum and the things that, you know, this unelected group of bureaucrats are inflicting upon the world and is getting ready to start causing all sorts of new death and destruction. But anyway, These school officials are basically just kind of the farm team or the local team of that effort. And it is so important that once again, we as individuals using our human agency, we may not be able to go on and take on the federal government and feel like we're making just a whole hell of a lot of difference doing that. But we can be at these meetings. We can be doing what we can to show what's going on in our own communities. And hokey as it sounds, one community at a time, we can make a very important change. And that's what this is about.
3: I want to ask Janet a quick question because I know working in Austin, the Austin City Council does this sometimes. There's a big controversy. They'll put it last and you may not get to it till two o'clock in the morning. And people that have to get up, like I do, at a quarter of five to go to work, can't wait that long. Uh, do they do subtle tricks like this to try to get these things to slip through?
4: Well, we, um, yes, um looking at the agendas that do come out um, because it's very specific for like our board meetings they have a policy that if it is an agenda item you get to speak at the first half of the meeting if it is an item which is not on the agenda you get to speak last so sometimes after a three-hour meeting that is when your opportunity would be able to speak Um, now with regards they have two committees policy and facilities in order to speak during the public comment time, because they are both um, fall under the Texas Public uh, Meeting Act, um, it has to be an agenda item in order for you to speak At that meeting so what we uh, what we do see is a lot of times um, for like one of the committee meetings um, all the slides will not be there or it'll just be a listed item be kind of vague we won't really understand what they're going to be addressing an abbreviated agenda exactly a very abbreviated agenda and we understand you know that having the public there can be very uncomfortable but we have every right to address this, these elected officials. Our board of directors, they were elected. They represent our communities. In fact, in fact, areas of our community. And so there has to be an understanding with them of what their job is. They, they oversee everything in the board, everything in the school district. And the superintendent is a hired employee. And it doesn't, and one of the things that TASB brings to the table is this team of eight. So there are seven board members that are elected, and then there's the superintendent. That's the eighth person. So the rule of eight is that we're all going to work together, we're all going to have consensus. It's actually groupthink.
3: Well, this is called indoctrination. They want every yes. single vote to be seven to nothing. Yes. And uh, you see what happens uh, in Round Rock when that doesn't happen. You have the unfaithful five, and then yeah. you have the two conservatives. Right. The two conservatives were ushered out of the school board meetings there uh, because they, they dared to disagree. And you can't disagree and, and have Tasby be happy. So what we've got to do. I think at some point, is figure out how to to get these school districts out of the TASB forever. It's one of their lobbying groups, and they have more than one, but it is is anti-parent, it is anti-taxpayer, it is anti-conservative, and it is pro-retired school superintendent because they all double and triple dip there. Let, I mean, me, let me. You touch can real... retire in Texas. Then you can move to Oklahoma, retire there. Then come back and make a hundred grand with the TASB. Exactly.
2: Let me. Let me touch on the anti-taxpayer thing. Right now, um, the call has gone out for this book review committees, and the call has only gone out to parents. That's the right. The call has not gone out to taxpayers. Now, we're told as taxpayers, us old people, that no longer have children in the system, that we continue to pay our property taxes to the schools for the common good. So for the betterment of society, we have a more educated society, a more educated workforce. But at the very same time, they are, I'll use a good word, disenfranchising taxpayers from having a voice on these committees
4: yes that is exactly true and
2: that's by design because these yeah. these, these uh, started going out the first email went out about it in on 27 July right and then on 1 August at a pol- the the policy, policy. meeting mm-hmm. the uh, there was three school board members three trustees that brought this up and said we think only parents should have right. a voice in selecting these books now we're all parents our kids are raised and they're gone but wouldn't they want a perspective of somebody that has raised children and has been through the system and knows what kind of product is supposed to be out there no well darn
3: (laughs) i think i think (laughs) Ann. I think Luann just did an entire monologue in one word because that's absolutely right. One of the articles that, that, I, that I wrote and put up one time that uh, GoDaddy has since lost, so it's not available anymore. I could go back and find it, but all the graphics are lost. was about the workshops that Tasby has to teach local school boards how to deal with taxpayers yes. whom they do not respect
4: cave people gave people <laughs> yes and we attend those trainings every year we've we've done the last two they are three hours in length also it's required training for school board members so they cannot opt out of this
3: and by spoke law at the, by state
2: law yes. yeah, I, I spoke yeah, at the last had, tasb yeah. training that was yeah. fun <laughs>
4: In July. Yeah, it's usually held in July during the summertime. So um, so they're very interesting. So bottom line, we encourage our community, whether you're a parent, tax, taxpayers. We had grandparents speaking about the issue on the books. Your voice needs to be held and uh, needs to be heard. And even if you are not you know, you don't feel comfortable speaking, please come in person and be there. Believe me, they know that the people are there. They will recognize that. And it is so important. Be involved in the process.
1: I think that's that's a great place just to leave this, that being, important, being involved with the process is so important. But I do also, before we wrap this up, I want to jump over to, belton isd it's not just the books that we have yeah. going on there are some other <laughs> there are some other goings on in dodge as well so who wants to talk about that
2: i'll, I'll start it off and you can finish it up janet okay. um you know last time we were on here we talked about uh, complaints that were filed with tea for electioneering mm-hmm. over the bond huh? well very recently here was it two weeks ago a week yeah. ago TEA sent a letter down uh, that they had completed their portion of the investigation and sent it over to the TEA compliance division, which I find is very interesting. So what was complied with or what wasn't complied with?
4: Right, exactly. And um,
2: So it's ongoing right now.
4: Right, so it is ongoing. So it didn't really say, you know, is there going to be an investigator assigned? It was just you know confirmation that it's been reviewed and that it's moving on so so Belton isd it's you know there are some some questionable things and so again uh you know and in fact parents can file a or even community members can file a tea complaint about this book issue so there is that avenue for people to be involved that way you know, they can get on their keyboards and they can let their voice be heard that way, especially if they're the ones, if they have read the books and they see things that are wrong, you know, that fit that penal code category, talk to TEA about it. Parents who maybe
1: their kids, they found their kids bringing home those books oh, okay. and seeing impact that those books could have to their children's thinking.
0: Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. libertytabletop.com promo code BEN. New on Curiosity Stream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production?
3: Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the Internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly annual and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Okay. and without going into uh, the details uh, i've been privy to a letter i think this was all put up on facebook about some teachers in the bisd with improper relationships with other students and or with students and i i i just say that to say i don't know if it's true or not i don't know what you guys know about it but i do know that matt smith who was hired as Belton School Superintendent in February of 2020, has a lot of issues. And I'm wondering if the consensus at this table is that he will be replaced at some time fairly soon.
4: That is, um, who knows? I mean, because there has to be an accounting somewhere, whether it's on a school board level or whether it is with the superintendent. Where will the buck stop? um we you know we have school board members that are coming out um, publicly and uh villainizing community members who have spoken up on various topics that's very unfortunate that they take that that uh direction because they voted them in so so why do that and um and matt smith um you know you want to give him the benefit of the doubt he is the superintendent however the school board and the superintendent work hand in hand
1: well janet i would have to say that vilifying one's constituents does seem to be kind of a trend here lately <laughs> yes so i guess you know bisd they were just ahead of the curve with that one
3: come on man <laughs>
4: Yeah, because we've definitely seen other uh, ISDs in the state of Texas that have been feeling this kind of heat, that they have gone that direction also. So now it is here in Belton. Um, Please uh, pay attention to this issue, become informed. On what your children are reading in these school libraries Um, with regards to uh, to this letter about um, relationships what I will say is there has been um, in the paper there has also been some cases reported from Temple ISD now these people who do engage in these type of uh, inappropriate relationships they there are trails so do your research find out what other schools that they have been at
2: i just want to kind of tie this up here right here everything you we've we've talked about today is all a result of elections yes not showing up for elections our voter turnouts for primaries our voter turnouts for school board elections they're horrible we need people we need good conservatives to get involved at the local level, at the school board level, at the planning and zoning commission level, at the city council level, the county commission level. They need to get involved. They need to see what's going on and they need to vote and they need to trust the system we
3: have in voting. And we need to recruit people to run for school board who are not former educators and can stand back and look at the forest and actually see the trees.
4: Yes, exactly. Especially when you realize that probably 10% Of an area or population are the ones that are electing these positions. Less than that. And these are important positions. I mean, these are multi million dollar accounts, budgets that they manage. These are your children that they are writing policy for, policies for your family. So this is, it starts in elementary school and will take them on to whatever career path they decide to take once they graduate. So it is very, very important to know who you have representing you. And the, the argument that,
1: oh, politics, that's just, you know, that doesn't impact me there has never been a more of a time in which that is more a false statement than what we are living right now.
3: And a conservative, which I am proudly a take no prisoners conservative, I'll fight liberalism till the day I die. Conservatism is all about tradition Values, respecting our founding fathers, respecting our founding documents like the Declaration and the Constitution, and looking at what has worked and what has made this nation great, and thinking to yourself, I think we can make America great again. And liberalism is about pushing the envelope of culture, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it until. Uh, pornography is accepted until every kind of sexual perversion is accepted and this is what we're going to have to fight if we don't want this nation to descend into total darkness and we better wake up
1: well liberalism is largely looking to fix something that
4: ain't broke well, and also it tends to be a very dividing message rather than a unifying message. So a lot of times that's where you can you can really distinguish: is it is it going to be helping people to to enrich their lives, to really you know help those core family uh, messaging, or is it actually dividing and splitting away, pulling children away from their families?
1: And the discriminatory nature oh, of it. Just this yes. week we had. Project Veritas come out with a video out of um, Greenwich, Connecticut area where there was an assistant principal up there talking about the fact that he doesn't hire any Catholics, any Christians, and anyone over 30.
3: And let's lay off white teachers first if we have a budget crunch. Let's make sure we lay off white teachers first. This is divisive. It is illegal. It is immoral.
1: And it is in your face. And so when you say, oh, well, I don't have time to be involved, I don't have the time to go vote, I don't have time to worry about stuff like that, folks, the bottom line is you don't have time not to.
4: Yeah, because we do see that uh, we know it could be your your principal, your assistant principals, it could be your teachers that... That a more uh, conservative or more moral voice. I mean, we have some excellent teachers that are holding on in our school systems, and so we value them, we praise them, but we also know that there is uh, there is an intent to to move them out, to move them into positions which uh, are not which they don't teach in, and they'll move in more liberal or more activist-minded teachers um, into the better teaching roles.
2: We thought we had an issue over at Lake Belton High School. We have a uh, senior student over there doing a senior project uh, putting the In God We Trust signs back into the schools. Local organizations, laid away Republican women. There's a law.
3: They have to do it. They have to do
2: it. it. But Central Texas uh, Republican women, they've all donated, got the stuff put together. Awesome. This young lady was having a hard time trying to find a teacher sponsor. Yes,
4: that's We
2: true. put the word out, and we had three teachers that stood up and said, yes, we'll, we'll do this. But she was going around teacher to teacher and could not find one to support her. To
3: the chagrin of the most liberal news source in the state of Texas, which is the Texas Tribune. And so they have written many articles uh, decrying that In God We Trust project.
1: And I would ask you, were they declining doing it and i mean they, what they said and what they believe are probably two different things but do you think that their de- declination of supporting this student was based on disagreement or on fear
4: on faith
2: i, I would, well yeah <laughs> the, the ones that stood up i would say on face the ones that yes. could, they couldn't do it i would say would be out of fear Yes. Uh there's yeah. a there seems to be a culture of retribution within the school district about teachers that do stand up and do things. I could talk in depth about one middle school, but that's for another another time. Yeah but uh yeah i think it was out of out of fear to stand up and actually do it yeah
4: because she was specifically you know they were she was specifically communicating to them this you know but that it was going to be in god we trust she our national motto our national motto don't like it don't spend the money and (laughs) and they would not support that with her so yeah. yeah well
1: We've got a lot of work to do. Yes, we do. I hope that we have enlightened people with some important things to think about. And, you know, we've been talking a lot of this has been uh, built and ISD centric, but don't think these same issues aren't going on in any other school district with which, you know, you may happen to live. Let's just kind of go around the table and do a few final words. Lynn?
3: Well, I'm gratified uh, to be here at a table with three other people, and Rick and Janet, uh, and of course, you too, Luann, uh, uh, who take this stuff seriously. So many people just say, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about it, and watch the country just degenerate into a progressive cesspool, and we've got to stop that from happening if we wanted America. And I know you've said... <laughs> You told me one time we were talking about Trump versus DeSantis. You said we need a junkyard dog. I'm not sure that both of those guys aren't of that nature, but we need somebody at the top who understands something. Joe Biden doesn't seem to understand anything, and I think he's totally demented. But Joe Biden is not the safe old moderate that they promoted him as. He is a far left liberal who would be a member of the squad if he was still in the Congress. So it's at every single level. We've got to pressure our governor. We've got to pressure our lieutenant governor, our legislators, our local school boards, our city councils. We've got problems with our city councils locally, too. Every single one of them needs to understand that we are coming to remove them from office if we can, if they keep pushing this, uh, this profane garbage on us.
1: And a pack of junkyard dogs isn't necessarily a bad option either.
4: <laughs> That's too they're scrappy. Well, and I would say I want to leave with an encouraging message Um, and also a realist message. I mean, yes, we we encourage, we support our public schools. We know that we have a lot of excellent teachers that are within the system. We have a lot of excellent admin that are working in there. So we, we want to send an encouraging message out to them. We know that there's a lot of good that can come out of our public schools. However, there are things that need to be fixed they are broken and just to ignore them that's not going to work anymore and that there needs that there needs to be attention paid to the voices when they are speaking to you about it and not just to uh you know kind of sigh and and ignore you know the peanut gallery uh when they're bringing these matters forward to you because it's really is happening so stay encouraged support your schools and um, and also uh, be come involved
2: absolutely great segue uh, you know what I'm gonna say be an educated voter volunteer get out get involved volunteer and vote yes. and here at the Bell County Republican Party you have our email address, you have our telephone number, give us a call if you can help. We'll answer any questions, but we need you to get out there. We need you to be educating voters, and you need to educate yourself.
1: Yes. I'd just like to thank all three of you for coming today and sharing your perspectives. Hopefully, we've given some people things to think about. And to those of you listening, thank you for giving us the time. We hope that we have have given you some things to, to think on, take a look at WB Daily because we will have some more uh, thought-provoking content for you. Meanwhile, um, I will just end with the idea that courage is contagious. Yes. Let's go spread some around. Yes. This is Lou Ann Anderson, Political Pursuit. See you next time.